What is it, not lassie? <laughs> Listeners can become a patron on Podbean <laughs> and gain access to exclusive content for as little as $5 a month. What do they get? <laughs> Outtakes? <laughs> lost episodes? <laughs> bloopers? <laughs> and swag. Yes, their contribution will help keep that taxi podcast going. And Timmy fell down the well again? Well, okay, let's go get him. Yeah, you're right. Fuck that little kid. He's got to learn sometime. In today's episode of That Taxi Podcast... Uh, we have uh, Nikolai with us here today. Who? Nikolai. Nikolai. Yeah. The Russian bear. Nikolai. Get started talking about From something. From the Russian mob. We were... so I think the last time that you were with us, we talked about you. Uh, as a bouncer and a bartender, I didn't realize we were recording when we were talking about it. So, oh, yeah. get a good lawyer, you've got a little good lawsuit. <laughs> My first week working, I had a child choking. The kid kind of slid through the high chair and had pinned his uh, shoulder into his neck and snacking, kind of like with like some of those headlocks that you see. Sure. Like, and the kid started turning blue and so I like, reached in, yanked him out, and Saved his kid because those parents weren't doing anything. Dad was like drinking his beer, like, what the hell is going on over there? I got six of them. I can make another one if this one's goes. Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their other podcasts. (laughs) Okay, yes. Uh, Okay, well, let's go. Up we go. So let's get to the point. Let's roll another joint and play the radio loud. I'm too young to be proud. How old are you? Pretty young. Yeah, Yeah, your mom thinks so. What's up? That's Tom Petty. (laughs) And you don't know what it's like to be me. True that. True dat. You should count your blessings. I don't want to be either, though. Yes, I don't want it's you to be It's not something I entertain at all. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Nikolai with us here today. Who? Nikolai. Nikolai. Yeah. The Russian bear. And we, we had you on one other time during a ride. It was really short. Right. And it was just That's short. what his mom... Yeah, never mind. Before we... Nikolai. Get started talking about something. From the something Russian mob. We were in Chiba Hut. Um, very quickly, I went to use the bathroom. Yep. And I did lock the door. You did lock the door. Yes. Um, but as I approached the toilet, it had shit stuck all over the bowl. Okay. Like and above the water? Like above the water line and even under the water, water line. So whoever, you know, dumped a heavy load and it hit hard. Do they have a and brush they, in there? By and the way? they flushed, but lots of bits. 
like chunks and streets were all there, corn. Right? So then it, it begged the question. Someone had a really sticky poop that was yes. pretty runny. So it begs the question, if that ever happens to you, like you do that, do you manually wipe it out? I would flush you again. Leave? You'd flush again until it was gone. Yeah, at least once more. Before you leave. Yeah. And I was just curious. And if, if that didn't work, then I'd try the old, uh, use the uh, the, brush the torpedo in the front of your body, you know? You would you would pee on it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was doing. I, and I got it mostly off. Okay, good job. Uh, with a few little bits. <laughs> Gives you something to aim at. Yes, exactly. Gives you something to do while you're going to the bathroom. But <laughs> I left, and the old lady was at the door. Oh. And there was still bits in there. Okay, see, one, it's a bubble brusher, so, like... It could be anybody. It could be anybody. Right. Also, the move is, is even play. But the old lady thought it was you because you were the last one out. Put the lid up. So it looks like what are European, no matter what. So that was and the I previous. Did. He uh, is European. We established he's European. Because she has to put it down. She has to put it down, and she'll realize that like, it wasn't the guy leaving. Yeah, like, yeah. Unless you're like some weirdo who's like chin with a lid up. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, like. Oh, I hate the guys. Right? Somebody just stumbles in to take a leak, oh, and the lid is down, and they pee all over the seat. Yeah. Yeah. I've That's done that drunk, but I do the courtesy of like balling someone up and like. I do, yeah, yeah, I do. I get soap on. Well, anytime I need to sit I down, I grab some toilet paper and make sure the seat yeah, is dry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's just common sense. Just because the worst right. thing is, you know, I'm on the phone, I walk yeah. into the bathroom, I just want to say, I sit in somebody's piss. I'm a member of some <laughs> franchise gyms around the area, uh-huh. and they always have a brush in each of the restrooms in case, you know, you leave a little bit of a calling card, so... <laughs> So to speak. I mean, the creatine shit, man. If you're working out, like that pre workout stuff, that messes with your sounds. You got it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know those Yeah, but that's not there. sticking. That's just running out of you, right? Yeah, that's well, not you true. Gotta, gotta oh. a little bit. There's some sticky stuff in there. <laughs> it's like peanut butter. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm, yum. How was your week, Thomas? Hey, my week was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I just had, a, like, a, it, uh, it happens like, Every now and then. It's not a real gear grinder. It's just something that I roll my eyes at. I had some people I picked up at the airport, a group of four people. And it was obvious that only one of them had been to this city before. But she wasn't like a regular tourist here. She'd been here once or twice. So she's trying to tell these other three people like, oh, over here is blah, blah, blah. And oh, look, over here is blah, blah, blah. She was trying to become the tour guide for the other three people. Every time we pass a semi-landmark, like, oh, I had a really great steak there or, you know, some really stupid things. And then she says, and let's be clear, this happened last week. So this is like the end of June. She, uh, in this area, there's a tulip thing going on. And that's usually the end of May, right? Right. Right. She's telling these people that, oh, it's probably a pretty late growing season, so we can still go down to this this town and see tulips. And she was this town is forty five minutes away, but she's telling these people the town is ten minutes. You know, and she knows the growing season. Right, and she knows the growing season. She's the expert of the area. She's been here twice, but she knows she knows it all. And I'm sure everybody out there knows somebody like that, right? Yeah. Um but it was just, you know, one of those things you just, you don't want to interject like, no, that's not true, you yeah, know, because it could idiot. affect your tip. 
Yeah. So you just sit there and roll your eyes and try to ignore them as much as you can. Well, this is a good place to vent. And laugh at their stupidity. Yeah. I don't know. Do you experience anything like that in your life? Oh, someone that's been to your restaurant maybe once or twice, and but they know everything on the interview. Yeah, on the on the menu. So the big thing is like we have a, a sister restaurant with a different menu. So the amount of times people bring customers over for a specific meal, like we don't serve oysters, so they'll come in and they go the best oysters ever, and I'll interject and I'm like, hey, just you know, we don't serve oysters. Like, oh, did you just continue? I was like, no, we've never served oysters yeah. here. People clearly were like from the county are even from town and they're guiding people around and just hearing people who don't come into the city that often and then seeing what they think are the highlights of the town uh-huh. and what make like the city is just bizarre yeah. places i'd never even think of yeah that the sister restaurant yeah. is the seafood one and you yeah, guys are the surf grill house yeah too. there's the seafood and then there's yeah, the surf the reserve grill right. house yeah. yeah and it just happens all the time and people who have been to each of them and then come in and don't Realize that the interior is completely different <laughs> yeah. is insane. I had it here before. Yeah. No, you were next door. <laughs> it one's like mahogany, woody. Yeah, yeah, and the one, other one's yeah, pretty color. low ceilings. Yeah. The other one is all marble and metal and two stories high. It's yeah. insane. You know, an interesting thing about that. Um, I'm convinced people do block out a lot of stuff. They, like when a cab, a yellow cab, will drive by. Um, and they'll be mad at them, and somebody will say, "Well, what kind of what cab company was it?" And they don't know, right? And it's like, um, "What cab were you in?" That's another yeah. one too. What cab were you in? Oh, I don't remember. Right. What did the guy look like? I don't remember. Right. Was he old? Was he young? I don't yeah. remember. So, um, but, yeah, some people. Are just I gotta say, sometimes though, certain. sometimes people get cabs called for them by like the bartender or something, and they won't remember. That's true. That'll yeah. happen. But there's also the person who calls the cab number that they had right. and speak to, like, yellow cab. Mm-hmm. And then when you drive up and they say, maybe they're just trying to get in your cab, but you say, well, which company did you call? And they say, oh, I don't know. Right. And it's like, but you literally, look on your phone. You yeah. pulled it up. You yeah. dialed the number. You called and talked to somebody. So, I don't know. It seems like a detail. Mm-hmm. You know, you would know metal, wood. Yeah. You know. Well, it makes sense if you look online and you see one menu, you see the other. Maybe I know I've been somewhere I can't remember, or I've been to a place I can't remember the name. But if I'm walking into an establishment, if I go into a bar even once, I'm going to be able to walk in and go, and go, yeah, I've been here before. Yeah. Fourth of July. Oh, I didn't think we mentioned to everybody. This is the Fourth of July. And we'll never record on a holiday again. <laughs> uh-huh. The naked bike rides come up too. It's <laughs> you know that always is like always like naked bike ride, but then yeah. you watch it and you go, Ugh. oh yeah. No, I've I've avoided it. I don't want to. Your just... mom goes, ah. <laughs> it's like the same thing in the cab. People say, "Do you get any uh, girls making out?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, that's so hot. And it's, it's like not hey, so hot. Oh, you think? No. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like a porn video. <laughs> so, Nikolai, welcome again. Yeah, um, just formally introduced Nikolai. Yeah. yeah. We did well, that we kind of did it in the greeting here, but um, you're with us in a different context. I think the last time that you were with us, we talked about you uh, as a bouncer and a bartender. Yeah, I didn't realize we were recording when we were talking about it. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. so that was kind of funny because Nikolai was nervous about doing an interview. 
and I just turned it on yeah. without him knowing. And then at the end of the interview, it's you like, have that was it. get a good lawyer. You've got a good lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now you're in here because we want to talk about your experience. Uh, you've been five years with the Russian like a, mob. With a steakhouse. <laughs> with a, yeah, in a nice restaurant, which is a is definitely different from yeah. nightclub bouncing yeah, and bartending. So if listeners different. think of Ruth Chris Steakhouse... And then drop it down maybe one level. Yeah, I want to say a modest chain. I want to say modest It's a localized chain. Okay, yeah. so let's make this shift um, in sort of a get to know you kind of way. Let's move from bartending and bouncing mm-hmm. to yeah. fine dining. What is something dramatically different about your experience in the in this arena than in the other? Um, the big things are talking to customers, uh, just because you can't talk to them the same way. You actually have to. Respect them. Yeah, treat them well. <laughs> but, uh, like, nice. To yeah, no. <laughs> you can't say you're cut off. Get the fuck out. Yeah, the, the control is completely reverse. Okay, you're there and you got to do whatever they want. Which I mean makes sense. Like you want to give them a good experience, but rolling in for like a 10 a.m. shift after you've been like bouncing all night to like 4 a.m. Yeah. is a dramatic like 180 okay. and how you're like presenting yourself, how you're talking to them. Um, also, they buy a lot of money online, so you want to make sure you're not screwing them out of like $150. Like, if they have a horrible time and they're paying that much money, crazy. Um, Do you feel like there's more camaraderie in the bar or nightclub than there is in the restaurant? Restaurant all the way, actually. More camaraderie at the yeah. restaurant than there would be there. Yeah, I mean, the nightclub was weird because we had such a large staff, it was really close knit. But most bars, you realistically work with like one or two people, so you'll be tight with them, but. A lot of them like to keep it like very separate. Has there been, <clears throat> without naming any names, has there been someone that you've worked with that you just did not, could not get along, not see eye to eye with, and <laughs> you just were like, yeah. no, this is not going to be someone I hang out with? Yeah, no, 100%. There are people who get, they've been there for so long, they get a little too high and mighty, and we've had it in the past, and they just think like they're God's gift to serving. Like, don't. <laughs> It is like they just think they're better, and in the end, you're all doing the same. Sure, but the worst is when you get. <laughs> we actually had a, a buster a little while ago. It came on, and he lasted maybe two months. And his first shift in, they were training him. He wasn't listening. He proceeded to hit on all the girls that were oh, there. I mean, he quit. It's fine. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's not me. Okay. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy came in and just didn't know what the fuck he was doing. You know, the same thing happens in the cab. Like in a, in a particular company, there are some people who come in just because they want to flirt with girls or exactly or, uh, have fun and party. Yeah. yeah, and they don't last long either. In yeah. fact, you think he was trying to bluff his way? Was he bluffing, like saying, "Yeah, I have all this experience serving"? And well, so what? Allegedly, I kind of think he's just allegedly. full of shit. But like, he worked at a super nice place down in Colorado, and that's actually another weird point. I think if you worked a shittier job like I did before coming in here. Mm-hmm. You realize what a solid gig it is, and yes. you'll stick with it forever. Right. But if you were to like a slightly nicer spot, or if you like that spot more, and you come in, this is a step down. You're in and out. Right. Yeah. So, do you have any HR issues that it it takes a lot to get HR, and because it's oh. a corporation for like an actual HR issue, then they send someone out. It becomes a whole like council of like so managers. That's a big and, investigation. Yeah. No, you gotta really screw the pooch to like okay uh, get it there. The most part is usually handled in-house, but every once in a while something will happen where it's just like 
the big auto and get involved, and it becomes a huge deal in the course of the entire restaurant shows because right. you got people from like the home office coming in and like mm-hmm. asking about it. Which do you um, like better, working in the bars or working uh, working in bars and nightclubs or working uh, high end restaurants? I love the group I'm working with, and I really like the security of working for a corporation, and like you can't really yeah. get like fucked over. Um, that's a great security, and the gig itself is steady and consistent. And I really enjoy the managers and people I work with. Like overall, I would say like I'm much happier at this job. There's something I miss about the speed and casualness of bartending. And that's what you're doing over there too. You're... Yeah, I just uh, started bartending over there, and I'm really enjoying the transition. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to spin the wheel and poke him with a question and see? Uh... Poke him. I poked Tom today. Welcome to the Dispatcher. We've hijacked the spinning wheel from the classic board game, The Game of Life. And each number on that wheel is assigned a different topic for us to discuss. And just like our conversations in the taxi, we never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's what makes what we do so real. So let's see where the dispatcher sends us now. The Dispatcher. 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 Better. Yeah, you're in the back seat, so. Ooh, one. Okay, one. one. We're clairvoyant. We could tell we that do. without even looking at one it. One for us is nightmare passenger, but in your job. We'll just um, make it customer. Yeah, what's a, have you had a nightmare situation or a nightmare customer? Um, I think like, it's not ever like a customer. It's definitely like, the situations. Uh, when you're about to close and you get like a large party of like 10 people, yeah. that, that is... It's not even just like a nightmare for you. It's just it throws the whole restaurant off. Yeah, kilter. everyone. Yeah, is no, because you got. And it's good etiquette if you have a big the manager, the party manager. to call in, right? Yeah, and ahead of time, that, that would yeah, be the good etiquette to do. Would you say six or more people, or yeah, six or more is what I'd say. But would you tell them uh, that's a little close to closing time? Not really. Oh, okay. Uh, it was close at like nine, and it's eight thirty, and there's two tables in there. And they just see a crowd of ten people walking the restaurant, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god!" So what? What is the? How long is a like ten top? How long is their meal like from beginning to end? Um, is that like a two hour? During lunch, I'd say that, like sometimes they'll be in and out. Like they'll come in, oh. they'll order, they'll leave within an hour, and it's great. That many people? Yeah, because well, oh, wow. usually during lunch, like people got stuff to go oh, sure. to. They're sure. like trying dinner though. That that can go from here for two to like, and they can be here forever. You can have a banquet room like four and they will stay there most of the night the border yeah. that's the that's the nightmare uh, when people come in from canada yeah and you know like two people like oh our friends are crossing the border so they could be here from like, uh, 30 minutes to an hour and a half because yeah. you can't really give good service to someone who's waiting for the rest of their party right like maybe you can give them a couple of drinks you ever have anybody uh like throw a fit him. um i can yeah, the one person that just wants an item that is on the menu, and they'll just take some item and just bastardize it into a whole new thing. I want it to be like this and yeah. do it with that. No onions, but add mushrooms, and yeah. no cheese, yeah. but please add some yeah. tofu. And... They want like a salad, but then they want like one of the like entrees to go on top. This is all like pre prepped. Right, right. And so then, yeah, that's so why then... you have a fucking menu. <laughs> <And then> <laughs> You have the pantry line and the hotline. Got to go to both of them because the tickets print off in separate things. Sorry, but I need you to put that halibut 
onto this like Caesar salad, and then also they want some like sliced onion and like avocado. I don't know if I've ever asked for anything unusual. I'm sure I have and frustrated somebody, but I I had a producer I worked with um, who was vegan and had a nut allergy. Well, when she got to the nuts, she went. No. <laughs> But anyway, I. <laughs> this is why we have outtakes. This is why we have cricket. Thanks, cricket. Yeah. Um, Thanks for your input. Yeah. Bitch. I'm watching you. <laughs> she does it because she loves me. Yeah. Um. Now I forgot. Oh, so she said she was vegan, and there was this perpetual. So do you make that with um? What kind of oil do you cook that with? Right. And do you is that peanut oil? Yeah, yeah. Or even just a side. She just extra virgin olive oil. You got nothing for that? No. <laughs> That's an oil, right? That's an oil, yes. I was just expecting something that Cricket would have to stand into. but uh... Like virgins. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> but do they like you? <laughs> well, I don't stick around long enough to find out. <laughs> um, but are there people who just get so... Um, like where Technical? Was it, yeah, where was it grown? You know, that kind of thing. There are. But actually, those aren't things that bother me for two reasons. One, I am a Jew who keeps kosher, and I've got a fuck ton of allergies. So I sympathize with I'm all those tables. I'm sorry. Because I roll in, and I'm like, can I like get this by? I have to get like three different items off. Okay. So like I get that all the time. And you keep kosher. Yeah, and I keep kosher. Okay. Uh, the allergies came in after the kosher thing, and I was like, oh, fuck. All right, well, I'm just going to ride it out. Um, so I totally get that. The only issue is like, like six ladies want to customize all their salads. One's like, oh, I want like this salad. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, can I get that, but without cheese and without dressing? And then, and then the other person's like, oh, can I do this without? And you're like, and my third one was the same thing. And then the first two that ordered that didn't want things like, actually, can I also? That do this? sounds good. And yeah, that? and I'm like, yeah. trying to like, I'm having to chicken scratch it all out and then re put it in. Yeah. This is all like written by hand. That's the only time I'm like, come on. Like, but even then, it's like, all right, that's not. Let me, the end of the world. Let me yeah. ask you this: If someone asks you where something is sourced, or or where the where you know the get where you get it, and you don't know, do you just sometimes make something up? Um, usually not because we have like write ups and stuff. Uh huh. Um, sometimes I'll give like a vague answer. Like if they ask where did these more. chives come from? Are they from the San Joaquin Valley in California? You say, oh no, actually we grow them in Idaho or something. I'll give it as vague as possible. And then, then people like ask where everything's from. A whole shtick at our restaurants, we try locally sourcing everything. Okay. Like all of our wines are from Pacific Northwest. We don't have any like foreign wines. Uh, That's true. You a lot get of... to do that. Yeah. Even so... though you're corporate, you're locally based, so you get to do that. Yeah. And then all the seafoods from Alaska or like maybe California, like our squid is from there. But we try getting everything as close as possible. So that is like just part of the job. So that part's super cool. Do you have a buyer? Like, uh, you know, like Costco has a guy who goes out, or a woman, who goes out and uh, explores the world and brings Hi, things back. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> who brings things back and says, this is what we're going to be cooking in our, our restaurants. This, this is where it comes from. Wines yeah. are usually the most common thing, right? Yeah. We get this wine from this. Yeah, the home office has a ton of people. They're going out there contacting farmers, trying to get prices right. They, like, they uh, go to, like, Alaska and, like, talk about different okay. fishing. Yeah, it's like, a big deal. Yeah. So it, they, they get really into yeah. it. Well, you're moved into bartending, so uh, do you deal with the same kind of situations in your bar as you did in the 
Um, fine dining versus the very differently. Also, we'll 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 get people get overserved, but for the most part, especially because the drinks are like a bit more like of a higher price range, and you generally get like an older like more midday crowd. Occasionally, you'll get someone who comes in like large parties. Uh-huh. I had a it was a all ex military construction guys, and they came in pretty drunk, and I. They all got around shots. I gave it to them. They all got around a beer. So like, okay, that's cool. And then after that, they're like, oh, well, we want another round of shots, another round of beers. And it had been enough time that I could give them another drink legally. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I can't give them both of you guys. And it's super hard, like, trying to create, like, create this really nice experience for them while also being like, hey, you've been here for an hour, and uh, I'm not going to serve you anymore. Yeah. That's such a hard... It, the behavior on their... Uh... Versus the bar at a club or something like that, is their attitude in response to you different because it's a higher end oh, place? Oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. I think there's a bit more humility in that setting of okay. you don't want to be those guys yelling at your server because mm-hmm. you're too drunk. Mm-hmm. And everybody in, place, in the bar will be like, oh, what's that? Yeah, right. where everything's yeah. like 30 to $60 a plate. Like, you don't want to be like the yeah. whole like Scarface scene sure. where it's like, you're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Like, you don't want to yeah. be that guy right. in the middle of like a family restaurant. I think. Also, usually these guys will have like kids with them, will have their wives with them, sure, right. and so it's like what you won't, what you won't have at like, a bar, right? You yeah, don't mind no, being yeah. making a scene at a bar so much as yeah. you do it. Well, you're, you're saving face for them, right, in front of them, yeah. right? but you're trying to prove to yeah. everybody behind you that you're awesome, and they're this guy's being a dick to you. Yeah, the bartender's being a dick. To you. I've had but customers in the cab where you can tell there's one guy trying to be the. Uh, rooster of the you know he's got girls and he's trying to impress them with yeah. talking you know shit talking to the cab driver yeah. yeah and you got to put them in their place you know you got to say look man if you don't want the ride you can get the fuck out yeah, right now yeah. you can find a different cab if you like do people leave when you say i'm sorry you have to go it's only happened a couple times and no once they realize that they pace it and i could like continue doing it's like hey if you just wait like 45 minutes for a drink and i make sure you're like still at a good level like I will serve you these. Uh, I just can't risk you, like, because they're not even, like, hammered. There's on the line of, like, that would be over service. Yeah, I have to take some shit from them. But, I mean, even then, they all took well. They all, like, yeah, okay. they apologize. And then, like, sorry, we're a rowdy group. And, I'm, like, yeah, like, and then they're, like, we're going to go downtown and get drunk after that. I was, like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I encourage yeah, that. Go do it. Here. Yeah, just not here. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, do you want to, yeah, do you need uh, to take a break? I do. I need to pee bad. I can't find your bottle back here, so <laughs> it's in my trunk. Oh, I actually have a urine. I know you told me that. Yeah, <laughs> good story, bro. I wish you'd empty it out once in a while. <laughs> Pee break if you gotta take one. All right, well let's uh, spin the wheel. Let's. We got one more category. Four. You gotta spin it for somebody. Okay, buddy, you got this? I'm still saying you should just do a thing with the wheel spinning, and we'll just... Trust me, if you fuck it up, I got it. <laughs> seven. What's seven? Hang on. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, any, any time that you've been working, you go like, holy shit. I can't believe that just I fucking happened. Exactly. Anything like that? Uh, Yeah, a couple. We Like, people sometimes choke on their food, but... They yeah. choke on their food. Yeah. Which I haven't seen very much of, but like you hear about it. You mean like, like the like the Heimlich? Yeah, yeah, oh my like, god! Like managers, uh, most of our managers know the Heimlich because like they've had to do it. Do, do they train everybody? Yeah. Uh, no, which they should. Um, yeah. <laughs> because there, there was one time where an old guy was like, 
someone went down the wrong pipe, but I thought his Chogi was turning red. And I knew my manager knew that. I was like, I don't know this. Like, I can't help him. <laughs> and so I'd be like, hey, hey, uh, you come over here. And he came and the guy was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I think he was also, I think he had bad luck. Would there be a liability issue if he did choke on something and no one knew what to do? I don't know. Um, but I can't imagine it end well. Um, yeah. But that's why all managers know it. So I think there's always someone on that who can. Okay. Um, but my first week working, I had a child choking. But not on food. Oh. Um, His was, dad was like, fuck you, you little shit. Like the Homer Simpson. Honestly, after the end of it, like, I don't the parents, I don't know if they really wanted me to save them. Uh, it was a family Ouch. of like six, and they were kids. Uh, and this was years and years ago. But the kid kind of slid through the high chair and had pinned his uh, shoulder into his neck and his neck, and kind of like with like some of those headlocks that you see, sure. like, and he started like losing circulation, and I was taking down the order, and I looked over the door. I was like, "Oh, is he okay?" And the parents just kind of looked like, "Uh," and the kids started turning blue, and so I like reached in, yanked him out, and normally I'm not gonna like touch a customer, but this sure. was like, "Okay, uh, no, like this true. is gonna be bad." Yeah, so I was like, a little nervous, like, "Hey, don't touch my child or whatever." But yeah. like, I literally saved his kid because those parents weren't doing anything. The dad was like drinking his beer, like, "What the hell is going on over there?" I got six, and yeah. I'm like, I can make another one if this one goes. <laughs> so I pulled him out. I was like, you're okay? And I was like, cool. I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, yeah, no problem. And he tipped you fat. So like $130, $140 to have and it like $5. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. Was this a um, high chair that the restaurant provided? Or was this something that they brought with them? Um, That was one of their high chairs, actually. Okay. Because I was, was going to say. It was a young kid. Because they had a There'd be a liability the if the oh, yeah. child choked yeah. in your high chair. Well, what happened was it wasn't even like the high chair itself. It was bad. The kid was really squirmy. And he was trying to, like, wriggle his way down. I'm guessing the kid had, like, known it well enough because he, like, unhooked his, like, fastener. Yeah, that uh, that can be embarrassing as a father uh, to not notice your dying. Well, it's like, I don't know, kids are fucking weird. Like, I don't know, like... <laughs> kids are assholes. <laughs> uh, any other type of oh shitty, oh shit things? Um, yeah, during the summer, we open up the deck. The and, outdoor part. Yeah, the yeah. outdoor part, and then, like, overlooks the water and the seagulls there have learned uh, our schedule surprisingly it hasn't been happening a lot this year which is super weird i don't know what's been going on but last like five years um there will be two or three seagulls posted up on the roof and as soon as the customer leaves their food unattended they'll just swoop down and snatch it off yeah. i've seen the like a seal just throw like an eight ounce lobster oil in, in like one go and it's, it's kind of funny you say that but uh I've been to Mariners games and the Seagulls know when it's the end of the eighth inning because they will start to, you know, people start to leave. So they swoop down for popcorn or whatever yeah. they can. Yeah, they know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they know. Yeah. They're, they're not stupid. There's no, a Seagull not. downtown here that knows me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dave thinks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Of it. That's his narcissistic side. Oh, it's like, uh, Seagulls remember people, you know? So, I like, think so, yeah. yeah. Um, but they would eat an entire eight-ounce steak. Yeah, they would, like, sometimes it would be a little too heavy for them. they go and, like, try snatching it, and then they, like, end up dropping it and, like, land on another table. They, they get a little, they get a little ballsy. They're, like, kind of up in your face. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Um, I saw one. I felt, like, a little bit, like, almost cannibalism. <laughs> he was going at after a kid. half chicken that we had. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, yeah. Because it like, it's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> now we know where they get their close. chicken. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just, like, started eating it, and, like, sometimes you see him, like, go up. 
and I didn't realize how much seagulls can like just swallow in one go. Yeah, because they don't chew. They don't chew. It's one gulp. Yeah. Because they go pull a whole fish that way. Yeah. 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 Some insanely large thing. Yeah. It's kind of um, like Dave's mom. <laughs> but yeah, got a new hire every summer. They come in and like oh, seagulls are so customer sick. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like the first years, oh shit, and then after that, I was like, oh there they are, fucking seagulls are out doing their shit. Yeah, ever have any one of them choke? Um, the rumor is that at the end of the summer, one of the guys I worked with, he was sent up to clear debris off the roof to throw multiple dead seagulls <laughs> choked with food ah. into a trash bag and take it out. You guys They're had a chicken dead. special the next day. Oh yeah, right, blue plate special. Yeah. I haven't heard of a buzzer having to go up and do it in a while. Though. Well, you so, know, though, you know, I think uh, even if they died of natural causes, wouldn't that wouldn't that be where you find them on top of roofs and stuff? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Right. They don't true. just land on the ground right. and lay there for a while. Yeah. I guess so. But that concentration in that one spot, yeah. where they have a habit of yeah. eating things like. Did you have an autopsy done? I, you know, no. It's, okay. It was a fair conjecture. Shrimp stuffed seagull special. Uh, steak stuffed. Steak stuff. Yeah, like Say that ten times kind of like a turducken. Turducken, you know, yeah. yeah. There you go. You get like a nice aged ribeye and a roasted seabird. So overall, you enjoy more working at a at a nice restaurant than you do. I mean, you like both, but you feel more comfortable working in a I, nice restaurant. Yeah, I mean, overall, the customers are better. I love the place itself. I like respect everyone I work with. Yeah, and like. It's definitely, I think, like a healthier job than like you're up all night, like partying, bartending, and like, yeah. doing all that. Like, it's definitely very different overall. Yeah, I think it was interesting when we were talking about that the first time, uh, why we wanted to do this interview because it's just like cab driving. It doesn't matter where you go, people are people. People are yeah. weird, and people are dumb, mm. and people oh, you yeah. know, get under our skin, and and uh, and people are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this job gives me a lot more like great customers yeah. than bartending ever does. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I think I'm when I was bartending and like bouncing, I made a lot of friends with my customers. Well, I bet you have that here though, don't you? We do. We have a lot of every restaurant there. has somebody who's yeah. like there all the time. But, but a restaurant's different though than a bar, don't you think? Unless you're going straight to the bar and sitting there every night. Well, I bet there's still that though too. Yeah, but I'm there saying is that, but it's different. Like, if a guy's going, like going to the restaurant every night to oh, eat, sure. yeah. yeah, retirees and these yeah. guys make his own food. Just like, What's oh, the average yeah. age of your customer down there at the uh, high end? Uh, I would seafood? say um, we get like some young couples, but mostly mid forties, like, mid fifties. Like, I would say forties and up. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of like, which is a different clientele than you see range. in the bar. Yeah, one hundred percent. You can definitely tell some of these guys they used to party, yeah. uh, but now they're. But also we get because we're next to the port. We get a lot of fishermen. We get a lot of like um, sailors and a lot of like the yacht club types. Like, really, wow, fishermen come like, in for seafood? Really? Well, I mean, they they caught it. They want to go eat it somewhere else. Like <laughs> I just think you'd be sick of it, right? Yeah. 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 Well, you pretty much hit everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you got a joke? You have a joke? Hey. Uh, Thomas is going to end with some jokes, but usually we end the episode with a joke. Do you have a joke? I I don't have one on the top of my head, no. Okay, well, let me do this one, and it's a short one, so if you think of one while I'm saying this one. So, what do you get when you pour root beer into a square glass? 
square, square root, root here. You get beer. Uh, root beer into a square glass, you get beer. It's a math question. Uh, Think math. Okay. Okay. Root square. The square of a root. A root. Square no, root. Yeah. But how do you get only beer and not? Because you're pouring root beer into a square glass. So they cancel each other out and all okay, you get is beer. Uh, okay. Got it. I, I failed that so bad. Man. Yeah, you're really telling the joke the wrong person. I'm not very good at history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or history either. Uh-huh. And? Oh. Okay. Anyway. Okay. This uh, woman goes in. She decides she's going to clean her teenage son's room. He's 13. And it's a pigsty. Okay. She goes in, she starts cleaning everything, and under the bed she finds all this BDSM equipment, right? Whips, chains, okay. gags. And she's beside herself. She's like shocked. She's 13 years old. He's got all this stuff under there. So she goes to the dad and she goes, look what I found under Jimmy's bed. And he goes, wow, that's pretty strange. And she goes, yeah, what should I do? And he goes, I don't recommend spanking him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's okay. That's that's a clean, dirty joke. Yeah, that's a clean, dirty joke. Is yeah, yeah, a dirty, yeah. clean joke? Yeah. That's a clean, dirty. Joke. It's a clean, yeah, dirty. Yeah, joke. It's a, it's a dirty a joke out of base, but not. Yeah, it's not, yes. it's not crossing any lines. Cricket didn't get upset. <laughs> She's still in here. I think I sat on her. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good night, everybody. Thank you, Nikolai, for being with us. Good show, Nikolai. Stay positive, kids. <laughs>